You are now entering Frida's world. Join us as we address various issues facing women of color in the workplace. We'll help you navigate your professional and personal life the Frida way. Whose world is this? It's Frida's world. What's it like? What's it like? Classy and ratchet at the same time. You clash it. Like you love church music, but you f*** with future. That's classic. It's Frida's world. Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of Frida's World. Happy Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. And as always, I hope you guys are having a wonderful, wonderful week so far. So we are officially in March. And you know what that means? It's Women's History Month. So the one thing I love about being a black woman is that February is Black History Month. We turn up and then right after that, I get to continue the celebrations because I'm a woman. <laughs> so I really hope you guys are excited for Women's History Month. We definitely have a lot in store in the world of Frida. But more importantly, we are kicking off Women's History Month with guests. <laughs> I know I've been promising guests since like January. And for whatever reason, it didn't work out. Schedules, you know, always get in the way. Um, but we have our very first guests of the year. I that is crazy. <laughs> it's March. But our very first guest of, of the year is Clarissa Moore, a.k.a. the Budget Queen. And she is going to talk about budgeting, the importance of budgeting. A lot of us are trying to live our best lives. We're trying to get things together. We're trying to save and make real big money moves. But for whatever reason, we can't find the money. And for a lot of us, the money is there, but it's the things that we're doing, right? That's, I guess, getting in the way of us finding this money. For example, if you're anything like me, Uber and food are my Achilles heel. Like these two things, if I could find a sponsor for Uber and food, I would be good. I would be fine. But unfortunately, I have not <laughs> met a sponsor yet that's willing to sponsor my Uber and food bill. But Uber and Uber and food literally kill me. That's where the most of my money goes. And so I'm not that great with budgeting. I'm not going to lie, um, but I am doing much better. I'm not a big spender either, but I know that if I were to budget properly, I would find a lot of quote unquote hidden money. And so Clarissa is going to talk all about budgeting. She's going to talk about, you know, some of the things that we're doing that's preventing us from really being able to budget. We're going to talk about some of these apps that are out there, some of these tools um, that, you know, people are claiming are saving, saving, you know, millions or not millions, but <laughs> hundreds and thousands of dollars. Um, so we're going to talk about all of that because it's really important that our finances are intact. Everything is money. The world re revolves around money. And a lot of us. Although, you know, some of us, I see you guys on the gram and sometimes I'm a little guilty of this too. We are living our best lives or we're living, we're living lives <laughs> um, at the expense of, you know, our credit and our credit score, right? So we're turning up and we're doing, you know, we're taking the trips, we're doing all of these things, but we're swiping. It's not really our money. And so we need to kind of get a hold of that. 2020, we need to be talking about financial freedom. We need to really start paying down some of these debts we have amassed. I'm not talking about Sally Mae now. Sally Mae and Naviant, I'm, they might be coming to the grave with me, to be very honest. But in terms of that consumer debt, that credit card debt, those types of things, um, we really need to get it together. And Clarissa, you know, while we were talking, she's going to talk a little bit about her experience too, but she was able to pay down 43, or not pay down, but pay off $43,000 worth of debt in 16 months. Now, when I heard that, I was like, you got to be kidding me, right? Because I feel like I was struggling to pay $5,000 over the course of several years. And if any of you guys, um, you know, are like me, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, these credit, these $5,000, these little $3,000 that we're paying the minimum payment, you know, and we end up paying much more than we need to. Either way. I am not a, fi a finance major. I am not a budget specialist, which is why we have the budget queen who's going to be on the show, helping us get our lives together and talking about some of the resources that she provides and some of the programs and the, um, and um, platforms 
and whatnot that she has to help women um, get their best lives and get their finances in order. So you definitely want to make sure you stay tuned for this conversation because I definitely learned so much from it. And I know you guys will, too. So before we get on to the meat of the show, you all know that I have to share my highlight of the week. And so this week's highlight of the week for me is the fact that I was able to go to the gym or work out um, for four days <laughs> consistently. <laughs> and to many of you, you know, who are gym buffs out there, this might be nothing. But for me, it was a struggle getting back into a workout routine. I actually like working out. I like feeling, you know, light. <laughs> but life had gotten in the way and every day it was like, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. And then I would say, OK, fine, I'm going to go next week. And then when Thursday would come around, I'd say, all right, Monday, Monday, I'll start a whole week fresh. And it never happened. Now, I was I have been taking swimming for the last uh, maybe like, I don't know, eight, nine weeks. But that was only one day a week. That's not really a real workout. So finally, I looked in the mirror one last time and I just felt I just felt heavy. And I was like, I can't. This is 2020. I'm trying to get my best life. I'm trying to claim all of the, you know, all of the the blessings. I'm trying to claim that financial freedom. I'm trying to claim that relationship. I need to do I need to do better. And so and even for my personal health, you, those of you who have tuned in, you know, over the course of the months, know that I wasn't really doing so well. So I had to really like look myself in, in, in the face or stare myself. I don't know. You guys know my sayings are always all over the place, but you know what I mean? I had to really look in the mirror and say, Rita, this is not you. This is not your life. You need to get it together. And so I look to see like, what, what could I do that would make me feel good? Right? Like some people take up running and running's okay, but I won't be motivated to go, to go run. So I always liked rowing for whatever reason. I don't know what, what it is about rowing that I've always loved. And so I found out that there was a row, like there was a row program. There's a row class, a row, um, a row gym, just like you have like cycling um, and, you know, soul, soul cycle and all these other places. So there's a spot in the city that I go to that it, it's legitimately just rowing. And so I took one class and although it kicked me in my ass, I was like, all right, but I, I kind of like it. And I like the fact that I'm, I'm on a routine. So I kept going and today was my fourth day and I feel so much better. And I'm one of those people like, you know, after a couple of workouts, I'm looking in the mirror already looking to see, you know, have I lost any weight? Have I lost any inches? But I mean, I put on some pants this morning and, um, you know, it felt good. <laughs> It slipped in. I didn't have to do any any extra wiggling. But that's my highlight of the week. The fact that I, you know, really decided to kind of just put myself back out there in the workout world. And I've been going in tomorrow morning. I'm I'm ready to go again. So I feel like I finally found my thing. And I was I'm proud of myself for doing that because I could have just continued the vicious cycle of oh, next week, next week. So with that being said, I kind of want to encourage you all who are currently struggling with this uh, workout and fitness situation, um, find something that you like. I feel like everybody is always, you know, forced to kind of follow whatever the traditional trend is of, you know, you got to go to a gym or you got to get a personal trainer. But I mean, I would have never thought that there was an actual like rowing program. Um, and Roaming is a really great exercise, especially for me. I'm looking to get rid of my back fat. I'm really, to, you know, ready to tighten up my core and it does all of that. So I encourage you to find something that you like. Um, find, you know, you know, there's so many different uh, classes out there. Some of you guys just love to dance. There are some serious high intensity dance routines, dance workout programs out there. Um, and for for me, like I need to be motivated by other people. I can't just like, I'm not going to go to the gym and start rowing by myself. It's just not going to happen. Maybe for like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, but not for 45 minutes. So if I can do it, you can do it too. Cause trust me, the struggle was real. <laughs> so 
that is my highlight of the week. Hopefully, you know, um, you guys benefit and feel encouraged from my gym story or my, I guess, my workout story. But with that being said, everyone, it is now time for the meat of the show. All right, everyone, I'm here with my very special guest, Clarissa Moore, the budget queen. Clarissa, say hello. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Of course. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Frida's World. I'm really excited for this conversation. I was uh, low-key or high-key internet stalking you or Instagram stalking your page. <laughs> and I was, because I was, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all into budgeting. Well, I'm, when I say all into budgeting, meaning I'm trying to get my life together. So all right. I, okay. I, came, I came across your page and I'm like, huh, who is this budget queen? And so I started scrolling through and I'm like, this is quite interesting. And I was like, I have to get her as a guest on my show. So thank you for accepting. Absolutely. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. So Tell us a little bit about who you are and how you became, like, what is the budget queen? How you became the budget queen? Well, I have always been like really, really good with my finances and my friends and my family would always come to me asking me for advice and what to do. And so that's basically how I got into it. Ah. Most recently uh, though, I, and it started out, I started in uh, the world of finance by working in a bank usually how everybody gets their yeah. their in <laughs> working in a bank. So I worked in a bank in their credit card department. This was about 2008 and I learned everything about credit cards, everything. And it was really good to start that way because I learned a lot of information and it really helped me pay off my credit cards. And I use that knowledge to help other people too. Um, but it's, it's helped me pay off over $43,000 in credit card debt in 16 months. What? Um, yes. 16 months? <laughs> 16 months. Um, so yeah, so I, that's how I got my start in the world of finance. And then, you know, I started helping all of my friends and my family and then most recently, um, so from 2008 until now, I've just been helping people um, as they ask for, for help. Um, and then recently, I got a uh, call from one of my friends who wanted me to help out a friend of a friend of a friend. And that's usually how people come to me. Mm-hmm. And I helped a, she was a single, a single mother. She had two kids and she was really in a, a bad marriage, bad relationship, and she needed to get out of that. But she was just in so much debt and didn't have her, her credit right and didn't have a lot of money saved. But I started working with her, helped her with her finances. She was able to increase her credit score and apply for a home loan and move out and kind of get out of that situation. Now, I'm not one to advocate, you know, divorce and things like that. But sometimes if it's not a good, you know, environment, especially for you or your kids, it, you did, something needs to happen. So yeah. I really helped her go through all her finances and, and figure everything out. And she was able to get approved for a home loan, move out and get her kids out of that crazy situation. And then I was like, well, maybe I could start helping some other people. And that's kind of how it, it went from there. So I really pretty much prayed about it and, you know, and then woke up literally out of my sleep to start applying for, um, you know, my website. I took uh, a credit course online. I got certified with repairing credit. So I just wanted to get a lot of information about that. Mm-hmm. That was one thing I didn't know how to do. Um, but I really, helped, you know, just dived in. And since then, this was March of 2019. So it's only, it hasn't even been a year yet. So wow. <laughs> and you're just fixing people's lives, <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah, that's the goal. Okay. Well, you said so much in this brief moment here that I'm just like, how, how much of this can I, I unpack in this episode? Right? <laughs> <laughs> because I am very impressed at the fact that in 16 months, you got rid of $43,000 worth of credit card debt. Mm-hmm. I know there are some of us who spend years trying to get rid of like $5,000 worth right. of credit card debt. And so I am very interested in knowing how, you know, how you, you know, how you even go about that process. But I guess before going into that, um, what demographic do you particularly serve? Do you have a specific demographic that you target or is it kind of anyone who needs assistance? Well, I help working, my, my demographic is working women. So if you're a woman, 
if you got a job or any type of income, I'll help you kind of figure it out. Um, so I help working women just manage their money so that they can live their best lives without going broke to do it, though. Because um, a lot of us are out here or a lot of people are out here living their best lives and they're really broke. Yes. <laughs> so I want to <laughs> add that little caveat to it. You know, you can live your best life, but I want you to do it while not spending all your money to do it. So um, that's my demographic, just working um, women, um, mostly working moms, mm-hmm. but working women as, as a whole. But I have clients who have kids or who don't, who are single, who are married. So just mostly working women. Okay, cool. So I guess to get into more of the budgeting, like 101, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of us think we know what budgeting is, but... I feel like we really don't know what budgeting is, which is why we we fail at it so horribly. So if you could just explain, like, what exactly is budgeting? Like, what what is that? So my definition of what budgeting is, it's just very, very simple. And when I say this, people are like, what? (laughs) They think I'm going to go into this long old thing and just been talking for hours. But my definition is that a budget is a plan for your money. That's Mm -hmm. it. It's just a plan for your money, period. I like to keep um, finances very, very simple, as simple as possible, especially when I'm doing my coachings and my teachings and webinars and things like that, because there's a lot of numbers and a lot of terms that a lot of people don't know, and it could get very, very overwhelming. And money is a really touchy situation and a really touchy topic because a lot of times we don't have enough of it. Yeah. And we're trying to figure out what to do. And, you know, you need you need money to live. You know, you need to keep a roof over your head, need to keep, get food in your stomach and clothes on your back. And that all takes money. Um, and so that's a really touchy um, topic. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to overwhelm people when they're already stressed and overwhelmed about their money anyway. So I like to keep it very simple, straight to the point so people understand it um, and it just make it as you know, I, I just want to make it as less timid, intimidating as possible. Um, but yeah, it's just simply a plan for your money. Yeah. And it's really, you know, important. I think that you said that part about being overwhelmed. I think at least for me, like I'm not necessarily a numbers person. Numbers have always given me the heebie-jeebies <laughs> since I was a kid. Not good at math. So whenever I see like, you know, spreadsheets and numbers, like it just, I kind of clam up a little bit. And I think that for me, that might be part of, you know, the struggle as to why budgeting is an issue for me. So, I mean, I don't know. I feel like that might be the case for a lot of people, but I think like you said, making it like, I think making it simple or approaching it in a simplistic way is I guess one way of, of assisting. Right. Right. Absolutely. I, I, I've had people say to me that they don't want to follow my page or don't want to buy any of my stuff simply because they don't just, they don't want to face the facts and dig in deeper, um, you know, this hole that they're in with their money. They don't want to look at their bank statements because they're like, I already know I don't have any money. It's just going to be even more depressed. So I've literally had people tell me that, but once they get to talk to me and understand kind of like how I do it, they, they really, they're like, Oh my gosh, I have coaching calls where they're like, this is so simple. Like I cannot believe I've tried this year after year after year and I could not get it. And then just one conversation just made it as simple as possible. And they're like, this is so easy. Like it's, it's not that hard. So that's, that's what I want people to say after they have a coaching call with me or take one of my classes or courses. I want them to say, oh my God, that was, that was easy. Mm-hmm. So in your opinion, I know aside from the, I guess, numbers, intimidation and being overwhelmed by balance sheets, spreadsheets and whatnot, why do you think, like, what is at the core, I guess, of us um, being you know, I guess, I don't know, being bad at budgeting? Like, why is it so hard for people to really get into that concept? I think that uh, people overcomplicate it. (laughs) Mm. And they don't really, one of the biggest things is we don't really focus on the why. So we just try to jump into it and like, okay, I'm going to get this pen and piece of paper, I'm going to get this Excel sheet, or I'm going to download this app, and I'm going to plug in all these numbers. But the most important thing, and this is what I start with when I do my budget coaching program, which is one of my signature programs, I start with the why. Mm -hmm. So that is that is what's going to drive your entire financial journey is that why 
when you when you know why you're doing something, you're going to continue to work towards it because you have that, you know, you, you have that focus. You need that North Star to figure out where you're going. Um, and a lot of people skip that part. So that is probably one of the reasons why um, a lot of people aren't successful with their budgets. I just had a coaching call um, last week where a young woman just said, okay, well, I'm good with, you know, I have money, I'm saving, I'm doing this. And then, but I just go back in and I, I pull it out of the, my bank account yes, again. Yes. So <laughs> that that's one of the things I hear a lot too. And what I, so I, I let her talk and everything because I, I have a um, bachelor's degree in psychology. So I love how, you know, the mind works and why mm-hmm. people do what they do, human behavior and all of that. So I let people talk to kind of see where, where everything's going. And then I said, you know, what are your, what are your finance goals? And she didn't have any. Mm -hmm. And I said, that's exactly why, you know, you're dipping back into your savings. You're not able to save. You're not traveling. It's because, and she has the money. She's like, I, I, I live with my roommates. I I have the money. Like I, I have a lot of money after I pay my bills and still couldn't save the money. And I'm like, wow. You know, and some people will say, you know, all I need is some, some more money. You don't really need yeah. more money. You need to figure out what you're doing with it and have a plan for it. And when you have that plan for it, you can better manage it. So I think that's one of the biggest things. We, we're skipping steps mm-hmm. and people are just looking at what they see other people do. Like, okay, she, she's writing all this down and she's doing this, but they don't see the behind the scenes stuff. That's my, those are my goals. Those, that's my why. Those are my sacrifices. Those are, you know, all that other stuff that a lot of people don't talk about. Um, so I think that's pretty much why it's so hard for people to kind of start a budget and stick to a budget, which is one of the other important parts when you, when you really get the hang of it. Yeah. And I mean, cause a lot of the people that, you know, that listen to the podcast and a lot of, you know, my friends, like, you know, we're getting into the, you know, the, the point in our career where we're starting to get into six figure land. Right. And mm-hmm. some of my friends don't have any kids at all. Some of them barely have any real student loans. But for whatever reason, we're living paycheck to paycheck. <laughs> and it's yep. like, why are we living paycheck to paycheck? We know even though taxes, you know, take a bunch of our money. But at the end of the day, we should still be able to pay our bills and then some. And it's and, right. and it's just not happening. So I think that that's really important. I don't think I, you know, at first, like ever really thought about like, what is the why? We just think that, oh, we just have to save. We have to save. We have to save mm-hmm. without a purpose. And yeah. Yeah. When you're saving without a purpose, you're, you're really, it's, you, can pro- you, you can save and you might, you know, get really far with that, you'll have thousands of dollars, mm-hmm. but ultimately you'll probably be like the, you know, my client did dipping in back, back into yeah. it or something might come up or like a lot of things can happen, but you have to really have a plan for it. And when I teach, you know, goals and everything, we're not just talking about r- what you want and where you want to be. Mm-hmm. We're also talking about what are those things that is going to get in your way? Ah, Write those yeah. out. Tell, tell me, tell me what has happened in the past that stopped you from reaching this goal. If it was saving money, was it a, a, a friend or a cousin that always need to borrow something or something's yeah. always happening and you're giving them money? Okay. So now you know that these are the things, these are the three things that have gotten your way before. What are you going to do differently this time to make sure that that doesn't get you off of your, get you off of your, um, your, your, off your tracks. So then really plan it out. I think we, we, start doing things and really don't have a strategy behind it. And I think budgeting and finances is just about the strategy and we're, we're missing that part. And that's, that's the issue. But when you have everything lined out to say, okay, if my cousin asked me for money again, this is what I'm going to do. And then when it happens, you know what to do. So you're not like a deer in headlights trying to figure it out and like, okay, well I need to give her the money. But then now, you know, now I'm not going to be able to reach my goal because I said I'm going to be here by this month and then I'm not here. Like you already know what you're going to do. Yeah. Think about, you know, those feelings that you're going to have, you know, everything. You need to know what you're reaching for and then what what things are going to be like for you when you get there and what's going to happen if you don't get there. Like you have to map all of that out. And I think that's really important because I feel like a lot of us – um you know, we, we are, a lot of us women of, of color, particularly, you know, we're not just taking care of ourselves. We have kids, we have parents, we have families back in the home country that for whatever reason we're sending money back for. Right. And so 
a lot of times our savings goals get derailed mm-hmm. or, or not even goals, but our savings in general just gets derailed because we have all these last minute requests and we're like, oh, well, we can spare it. And then we kind of like, oh, well, I'll just double save next month. Yep. And that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But if you have a plan for it, you, it, 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 it's really not going to get you off the off course because you know what you're going to do next. That's true. But if you don't have that plan, you're kind of like, okay, now what do I do? And then you're trying to like, you're fumbling to figure it out and then you're not doing anything in that time. So if you have that plan, it's kind of like a map. Mm-hmm. If you know where to go, like when you put in your GPS, a location, it gives you like three, four, maybe five different ways to get there. Mm-hmm. It's, and it even gives you options to walk, to take a plane, <laughs> to, to, you know, get on the public transportation. <laughs> like you have to map all of it out. So just think of it like that. Think of it as your GPS to getting to your goal. And you have to have those alternate routes. If you don't have those alternate routes, you're going to, you know, like, let's say there's a, you only know one way to get there and there's an accident on that route. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you going to do when you get to there and the cops don't let you through that road? So you got to go another way. And then what happens is you turn down a street you don't know nothing about. And then you end <laughs> up going the wrong direction. You're wasting your gas. You're wasting your time. It's just like that. Okay. And putting that in perspective, now it's like, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. see where we're going wrong. And, you know, and it's interesting because that, like that type of mapping out doesn't scare me the way, you know, like the spreadsheets and the numbers and, you know, like right. that kind of, you know, is daunting. Now I want to talk about um, these savings and budgeting apps. A lot of people are going crazy over, like I've had, I, I actually have two apps, um, well, three. I have two apps that I use to save, Digit and Capital. Mm-hmm. And I have um, another app, I think it's Mint, that you know kind of keeps track of, I guess, my expenses and whatnot. It's connected to my bank accounts and my credit cards, and it tells me, you know, where my credit score is. Mint is a little bit overwhelming because I'm, you know, it's <laughs> I feel like it's always telling me, like, you know, I'm either overeating or I'm overdoing. This is like that's one of those apps where I'm like, I don't even want to look at you this right. week. Um, but like, what's your take on some of these apps? Like, there are people who are actually paying for, you know, these app services to assist them in saving and budgeting only for them to, like you said before, dip back in and transfer money all over the place. So are those apps really as useful as people make it seem? I think the apps are useful, but it's going to depend on the person. So personal finance is is just that. It's personal. So what's going to work for me may not work for you. Some people don't use apps at all. They like pen and paper. Me, I'm a cross between like three different things. Like I have some apps. I have a, a like a bill book, like a budget book where I write everything down. Um, I also use spreadsheets to figure out certain things. Like I have a lot of different ways to do it. You know, I used to use cash envelopes for us for a little bit. And then now I'm using um, just different bank accounts to kind of do that, like virtual cash envelopes, um, because the cash envelopes was just too much. But it's going to be different for everybody. I have Mint. Um, I must say Mint is a little bit overwhelming, especially if you're just starting out. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to be, I think maybe back in, um, I think maybe back in like 2010, Mint used to be very, very, like the best app. Like I swore, when I tell you I swore by this app, I swore by this app. And then they, I think they got bought out, I think by Intuit. Don't quote yes. me on that. Yes, they yes. did. They got bought out by Intuit and then things started changing. And now I don't, I use it a little bit, but I don't really use it as much. I still have it on my phone. I barely log into it. It is overwhelming and things changed and things moved and they took stuff out Mm -hmm. and I can't get a grip on it now. Um, like there's apps like, uh, is it capital or capital? I can't even, yeah, I always, I, I, I like to put a flair on everything. I call it capital. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I realized the other day though, I'm like, am I just the only one calling it capital? Like, why am I calling it capital? <laughs> to be honest, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say the name of that app. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But whatever you call it, I do have that too. What I like about that app though, and and I kind of piecemeal things. Like I like, you know, I like the Mint app because it keeps all my bank accounts there. I like the Capital app. It does that too. But I like because it kind of breaks out your net worth. So I like that part of it because you put your, you know, I put my car in there. Like you put all your 401k plans and your investments and everything. And it kind of maps out your, um, 
your net worth. So I like the app for that. Um, to be honest, I've, I haven't used Digit, so I really don't know okay. um, ab- about that app. But what I say, my, my advice is if you're just starting out, do what feels good for you. If you feel like it's overwhelming, like I'm not going to push any of my clients, any of my customers, anybody who follow me or whatever into something that is going to make them feel overwhelmed. Like I, I like to kind of push people a little bit, you know, give them those stretch goals so that they can do something different because you have to do something different to get different results. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to overwhelm you because the moment that you get overwhelmed, you shut down. Your learning stops you're over it. You're like, I don't want to do this anymore. And you're not going to see any results if you don't keep trying. And I don't want people to get turned off from budgeting just because it was hard that one time. So do what works for you. Um, The apps I think are good if you could get one that kind of does what you want them to do. But what I noticed is that they're all different. So they're not going to have everything you need in one app. Yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> so you kind of got a piecemeal like I do. You got you just got to figure it out. But um, I do like them. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been using them for a little while. Like Digit is a very the reason I like Digit is because it's very sneaky with the way that it takes your money. So it never puts you in overdraft, but it will look to see what your spending habits are, and it will just take the money that way. Um, and there was one year when I first started using Digit. This was like maybe three years ago. I had different like buckets, I guess, um, mm-hmm. different, it, they, they're getting better now, but at the time their goals weren't really like as defined, but I kept seeing that there was this 3000 something dollars in a gray. And I'm like, that can't be my money. Like what, you know, and I kept, I kept ignoring it, but it looks like I had met whatever goal I had set, which must've mm-hmm. been 3000 something. So it stopped wow. saving and it just kept it there. So it was one day I was like, let me try withdrawing from this bucket because <laughs> I can't believe that this is my money. And sure enough, somehow I managed to save that much and didn't even know that I had this money, which, wow. is, which is crazy to me. Um, so that's why I still keep it. But with capital or capital, um, <laughs> I like them because they have so like, they have a goal for everything. Like you could make a goal for anything and then they have all these different, like, you know, rules that you can set up to assist right. you. I like that. So that was one of the things that I like too. I, there, there's another app that I was using that does that as well. I think it was that one. And now they're charging for like the different. Yeah, is that, they are. Yeah, now Capital is they, charging. They're, they're charging. It used to be free where you it can was put free. that in. Yep. Yeah. You can put it in and it will tell you um, like you can set up different rules mm-hmm. and it was awesome. But I think they started charging. And I'm like, um, yeah. nope. It's like $8 a month now. Yeah. I'm like, like, what is happening here? This is like worse than having a bank account. (laughs) I know that was whack. But what I tell people too, is if you're just starting out, I think it's good for you to have some, some money saved. So if you want to set up something like that, that automatically does um, like deposit it, deposits the money for you. And then you don't see it and you don't know about it. That's great. Mm -hmm. But budgeting is about building habits. Yeah. And like creating that behavior that, to, to better manage your money. So if you have the app doing it for you, you're not really learning how to do it yourself. I so I don't really promote it as much um, until you're able to like kind of do that on your own. So I'm really an advocate in the beginning though, to start moving the money um, on like manually, because you also need to be having frequent budget meetings with yourself or mm-hmm. your spouse or your boo or whoever, um, <laughs> you know, whoever's in this with you, you know, have those budget meetings where you're actually looking at your bank accounts and you're transferring your money. And that will give you that time to do that. If you have the app doing it for you, you kind of really don't need to. So I, I try to take out a lot of the automation for my clients in the beginning Okay. So that they can build up those habits themselves. And then once they got it, you know, they can have it, you know, easier for themselves where they can just have the app do it for them. Okay. So now I know we've talked a little bit about, you know, habits, right? So mm-hmm. how, I mean, I guess, and it's, I'm trying to figure out the best way to say it because in my mind, I think I already know what your answer is going to be, but <laughs> you know, cause I know everybody is different. So what might be, I guess, habit forming for me might be different for somebody else, but are there some universal things that we can start doing to build better relationships with money and to build better habits to kind of help, you know, us in our journey to budgeting? So 
Okay. So as far as habits is concerned, there's a lot of different ways that people learn, but like you said, it's going to be different for everybody. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to give like a, 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 a one and done type of answer. But for the most part, um, building a habit is just about doing something over and over and over and over again to where you don't, you can do it and not even think about it. It's kind of like driving the work. I, I like to use a lot of examples. Um, because it makes people understand it a little yes. bit more. If you take my courses, I'm always giving you an analogy or an example <laughs> to something. So don't mind me. But it's kind of like driving to work. You remember like when you first drove to work from where you live, you probably didn't know where you were going. You had to pay attention. You probably had to use your GPS. You, you looked around at you know different landmarks and things you had to remember to know where you were going. And then now, a year, two, three, four later, you can drive to work and not even remember how you got there, mm-hmm. right? Because you built a habit of doing that every single day, every single day. But you would never have built, built that habit if somebody drove you to work and you were just on your phone, not paying attention to what was going on. You know, you had to deliberately do certain things to figure out how to get there and to do it over and over again. So budgeting is just about being deliberate. So if you wake up every single day, like every day I'm doing something with my finances, every single day, you have to build in that frequency and set something up for yourself where you're like, okay, every day or every week, I'm going to be doing this, or I'm going to be looking at my accounts. I'm making sure when I swipe my card every single day, I'm looking at my bank account, make sure they took out the right amount. You know, that's just something that I'm doing to make sure that I'm looking at my accounts and looking at how much I have. So that way, that's going to transfer over into a lot of other things because you budgeting is just part of it. I think it's the foundation of having uh, better money management skills. And that's why I'm the budget queen. Um, So it's just it's, it's just the foundation. But when you have those budgeting habits, that's going to cross over to everything else. You're going to be able to pay down debt because you're being consistent right? Because if you're consistently doing things with your budget, you're going to consistently pay down your debt or consistently work on your side hustle so that you can put money, more money to your student loans. Mm-hmm. Or, and also with, you know, with your investments, you're not just going to put some money in an investment and never check it again because you're sure. used to looking and following up on your money. Yeah. So a lot of those things are going to cross over into those other areas that's really going to help you be successful. A lot of people come to me and they're like, I want to invest. So I started doing, um, getting into rental property and purchasing my first rental property. And a lot of people are following me and they're like, oh, I want to do that. I want to do that. And I ask them, do you have a budget? And they're like, no. And I'm like, oh, okay, let's start there. So let's talk about that. Like, I know you're, you know, we're so excited to get to that next step, next step, next step, but you can try to continue to build a house, you know, on a seesaw or, you know, whatever on sticks, if you want to, and you probably be able to build it up a little high enough. Mm -hmm. But once one thing happens, you know, something comes and hits you, it's, it's crashing to the ground. You have to build that foundation of budgeting and building the habits and building your budget. And then you can build everything else on top of it. And it's interesting, you know, you, you, um, you say, you ask that question, like, do you have a budget? I feel like that's a question that is always asked when people are looking to either purchase something or when somebody's throwing an event or whatever the case is. It's like a, it's a question that's, you know, asked in our everyday um, lives. And I feel like it's always difficult for people to answer because like for me, for example, when I go to like maybe, you know, a service provider and I'm like, okay, you know, I need, I need to rent your space. And they come to me and they're like, well, what's your budget? My response, well, what's the price? <laughs> like, you know, I want to know what is the, co- like, do you not have a cost? Like, what do you mean? What's my budget? Like, what is the cost? And if you tell me <laughs> how much it costs, then I can tell you whether or not I can pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> so I do, I do that too. When people ask me to come speak somewhere, do something. And I say, well, okay, what's your budget? Because that, when you, that is a great place to start when you ask people that. And even when people want my services, mm-hmm. um, I, I asked them too, like, what's, what, what is your budget? Because I'm going to let you know too what you're able to get with what, you, what you're able to afford. Mm-hmm. So if you're saying, I want you to coach me and, you know, teach me how to create my budget, teach me how to invest, teach me this, teach me that. And then I ask you, what's your budget? And you say, okay, well, I could give you $50. I'm going to say, okay, I could give you an ebook. <laughs> you I know, I, I, you know, so... I can kind of tell you what what I what you can get with what you're at w- willing to put out. 
I think a lot of times people, um, especially when it comes to um, invest, I mean, not investing, comes to budgeting, a lot of people don't want to put out money mm-hmm. to to kind of save money or make money. They think it's counterproductive. And it yeah. sounds counterproductive, but I literally just posted something maybe last week about this. I was asking my audience, you know, what have you ever purchased any uh, finance material? You know, went to a seminar, went to a webinar, bought an ebook, whatever, it attended a course. And some people said, no, because you can Google it. Or, you know, there's free stuff. And I'm like, you know, why? and one person said, why would I buy it if I'm trying to save money? Like, that's stupid. And I'm like, okay, you know, I love the feedback. I, I enjoy it. But then I went into my uh, inbox and just, you know, thanked everybody for their feedback. And I was asking a lot of people who said that they can Google it. I asked them, I said, okay, you know, you said that you can Google it. Thank you for that information. Have you Googled this information? And where are you with your finances? And a lot of the responses <laughs> I got back was that they they weren't anywhere that they that they they didn't get anywhere because mm-hmm. one people didn't Google it yeah <laughs> two they, they they Googled it and they couldn't figure it out because when you Google things it's going to be very general and again yeah. remember personal finance is personal so your situation is not the next person's situation and you're going to look up information and try to fit it into what you're doing and it's not really going to work. And are you going to be able to learn, you know, this goes back to, you know, everybody building their own habits. Are you able to learn by reading those things? Are you going to need somebody to hold you accountable? Are you going to need that buddy to answer questions for you on the spot? And that's why it's important to invest in your education and invest in yourself. People go to school all the time. You could Google all this stuff. You could buy a book and try to teach yourself. (laughs) But, you know, you you want a degree. You need it to be official. And there's all these different channels for you to be able to do that. Um, But asking about the budget is also enlightening for the person too. I think that's why they do it mm-hmm. to say, okay, if you're if you're saying you're willing to pay pay this amount, this is what you're going to basically get, and it's probably not going to be a whole lot if you're trying to be, you know, more frugal with it. <laughs> okay, so really, the whole budget question—it's really for you as the individual, I guess, who's seeking the services to really be honest about and actually to, I guess, do a little research beforehand, right? Absolutely. And, and, to, and then, because then if I do some research, okay, I'm, I'm approaching the budget queen. I know she's going to ask me what my budget is before I even respond. I should, before, before I even co- contacted her, I should have already known what I'm will, like what my, my max and my minimum is. And even if you don't, we figure that out together and that's fine. A lot of people don't know and a lot of people aren't going to search for it and try to figure it out. And that's okay. So a lot of times me asking if you have a budget, cause I get a lot of DMS, a lot of emails, like, can you help me? Can you help mm-hmm. me? And my first question is always, do you have a budget? Because I want to show them where they need to start and figure out where they are because it's about meeting people where they are. If you already have a budget, I'm not going to go over all of that with you. If you got a budget, you can stick to it. You know, you're not living paycheck to paycheck. Then we can go on and say, okay, well, where, what, what are you struggling with? If you're trying to, you're trying to uh, start up your own side hustle or you're, you know, trying to create your own business. Okay. Where are you struggling with that? What do you need help with? Mm-hmm. So it's not really just to have to to say that people need to come with that information. It also helps me understand where you are, so I can meet you there. Okay, all right. So maybe I won't feel uh, too <laughs> too confronted when I get that question because my, no. my response is always like, "Well, what do you mean? What's my budget? What what is your price?" <laughs> right, and people do get upset, and I'm like, "No, I don't mean it to be offensive. <laughs> I just really need to know because I need to know, you know, what we're gonna do." And also, too, I offer uh, my services are. I have a lot of different services. So I have eBooks, I have courses, I have one-on-ones, I have group coachings, I have a lot of different things. So if you tell me that your budget is only $50, then I'm going to fit you into that, you know, that service that you can afford. That's really still going to help you, but that you can afford. But also I'm still going to do my due diligence and ask a lot of questions because if that $50 um, course or, or, or bundle or whatever is not going to be good for you because I hear based on what you're saying 
that you need somebody to be on you, I'm going to say, well, I know this is your budget, but you're going to need more one-on-one. You're going to need me in your inbox. You're going to need me calling your phone. You're going to need me (laughs) texting you. So it's going to be a little bit more, but you're going to see the results. And a lot of people are really hesitant, but once they start, they're like, oh my gosh. That's why I give a lot of free content to people on my um, Instagram and in my email uh, list because I want them to see like you can take th- this for free and get very far with it. Um, but my paid stuff is even better. Ah, I'm already excited hearing about all this, you know, <laughs> I'm like, Ooh, what's the paid stuff? <laughs> yes. I, I, I do my signature coaching program. Um, and I have my eBooks and everything, but I've had, I've helped since I've started, um, I've helped over 500 women wow. save over $10,000 in their by by helping them with their budget. One girl in my budget coaching program more recently cuz I do it quarterly, mm-hmm. um she was able to quit her second job because oh, she wow. found so much extra money in her budget and she just now started a business too because she's had so much extra money she's wow. like I need to invest this into something. She's doing great. One girl, and that was with the coaching program. That coaching program is one ninety seven. But one girl even took one of my fifteen dollar ebooks, and she was able to find over a thousand dollars in her budget. She was like, "This is not even real." She had to take a picture of it and send it to me. She's like, "I don't even believe this." She followed up three months later and said, "It's still working. Like this is this is real." Fifteen dollars. So. Is I know a lot of people think like I'm not going to spend money to to because I'm trying to save money. But if you can spend a little bit of money to get you further than you would have been if you didn't do it, that's what investing is about. Yeah. So if you're going to come to somebody and say I need help and I want to try to invest, and you're not willing to spend fifteen dollars or a hundred dollars on something that's going to help you with your with your budgeting and with your saving and with paying off debt then it's going to be really hard for you to be good at investing because you need to put in money to get more money back. Yeah. And that's a really great point because that extra money is there. I I know that it's there because I've, I've you know, whenever you have these last minute things that come up and then you're able to somehow like pay for it and you're like, huh, where'd this money come from? Like, <laughs> this is extra money. Where'd this extra money come from? The extra money is definitely there. Um, so I think that any way that we could figure out, like, how to identify it and save it and, and you know, grasp it, I think it's well worth it. Because I think a lot of us would be surprised uh, with proper coaching and training, how much money is, like, really hiding out. Absolutely. <laughs> And sometimes it's not, a lot of people get scared too, because they think they have to sacrifice. Sometimes it's not even that. Sometimes you don't even know where your money's going because you're scared to look at your bank account. That, that was me. Um, (laughs) I will say that that was me for a while because I was just like, you know what? I know I got to spend it. I don't know where it's going, but I'm floating every month. But I've done, you know, over the years I've learned um, to look at my, (laughs) look at my statements, look at my credit card, make sure that I know. Because sometimes you have these, you know, somebody could be, you know, using your card or you could be getting charged for something you thought you canceled months ago. So it is really important to. Absolutely. Because that happened to me. So don't. (laughs) So one question I have, and this is mostly, you know, kind of, I want to ask it, but I'm asking it also on behalf of the many listeners who I know are also victims of or slaves to Uber and food. <laughs> um, <laughs> because I hear this all the time from a lot of my friends, like Uber and food are the biggest like money. Like that's 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 where all of our money is going to Uber and food. Like we don't even look at the Uber budget anymore; it's out the window. Right. Um, so what are what are your tips for those of us who find ourselves slaves to the? I mean, food. I guess there's you know we can talk about maybe if there's ways to kind of. I guess pack your lunch maybe, but Uber has become such a phenomenon within our culture now that, you know, there's even rap songs about Uber, right? So mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess what, what can we do to kind of diminish, I guess, or, you know, I don't know, this Uber bill that we find ourselves racking up every month. Is there a way to really budget that? Absolutely. There's, I think there's a way to budget everything. Even when there's things that just pop up, there's a way to kind of fit it in there. Um, with Uber, 
I think Uber sometimes is very, very necessary, especially if like you're going out with your friends, you're drinking, like it's important that you are safe when you're getting home or to and from or whatever. So um, I wouldn't say completely cut it out, but kind of look at how often are you going out? Do you really need to to use Uber? And I think it's a, me personally, I've never used Uber before. What? Um, <laughs> I've never used Uber. <laughs> Because I am a DIY at heart. I do everything myself because okay. it saves me money. Um, so, and I never really had to do it. Like, I don't go out. I'm not a partier. I'm not, okay. you know, I'm in bed by like 930. Like, I'm not, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I don't really, you know, need to use it. And then sometimes my friends would drive and things like that if I need if I need that. But there is like Uber pool, right? Like, you yeah. can... And that's usually cheaper because you're not the only person in the car. Yeah. So you can kind of do some other things like that where you're using Uber Pool rather than just Uber because then it's a little bit cheaper. And then you can kind of try to fit it into your budget that way. Um, and then really look back on, and, and this is part of budgeting, just look at what you're spending and how often you're spending it. And you need to take some highlighters, you know, when you print print that out, type it up or print it out or wherever you get that, you know, statement for your, your bank account and just highlight these all these uber charges <laughs> and add them up because usually people don't really see like oh my gosh i literally spent five hundred dollars on uber like that's mm-hmm. like disgusting but when when you figure out like you know how much you spent on it use those different highlights to say okay the green highlighter would be ones that i really needed to like i had yeah. to get i had to get there you know the the orange highlighter is going to be the one where it's like, I didn't really need to use an Uber to, to do that, or I didn't even need to go there, mm-hmm. you know, and then kind of calculate it from there to see, you know, the necessary ones. Okay. We don't have to worry about that, but the ones that I really didn't need to do, you know, could create a plan that's going to, you know, minimize those, those trips that you're using yeah. all the time. It's all about kind of, sometimes you do have to cut back some stuff. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes you don't, you kind of find it somewhere else in the budget, but uh, figuring out how much you want to spend in each of your budget categories is really going to help you too. Because if you're going to say, okay, I, I don't want to cut back on Uber, but I really don't need to go and eat out every weekend, right? Mm-hmm. So if you cut back on some of those weekend trips to the restaurant, then you can use that for Uber. So, yeah. it, 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 and again, it's personal. So if one person is like, Uber is kind of like something I don't need to spend all that money on. And somebody's like, no, I want to do this. This is what I want. But you got to take it from another category then. Okay, I see. So I wanted to ask, um, I want to ask a lot of things, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) But we always hear this saying, you know, pay yourself first, right? But for those of us who are bogged down in debt, you know, not just the student loan debt, because a lot of us will just be, we're, we're going to our graves with Navient on the side, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, but with the credit card debt, right? With the, with the consumer debt that we've somehow, you know, amassed, um, I guess, how is that, is it still a principle to pay yourself first, even when you are, you know, swimming in like credit card debt? Shouldn't all your money, shouldn't all the extra money outside of the bills go straight to the credit cards? So paying yourself first is one of the uh, things that I love to talk about. And the reason why I love talking about it is because my definition of it is very, very different than what you can Google or another finance person is going to teach you. Um, this is why you can't Google everything, you know? Um, so when I talk about paying yourself first, well, okay, let's start with how, what you're going to find when you Google it. When you Google pay yourself first, it's going to tell you to put money in your savings. It's going to tell you to put money in your 401k. It's going to tell you to invest it. It's going to tell you to do that. Mm-hmm. That's what they're talking about when they say pay yourself first. And that's great. I'm not saying you shouldn't be putting money in your 401k and saving. Absolutely do that. But when you're when when you do that, you're the self that you're paying is your future self. What yeah. about your current self? <laughs> like your current self needs things too. And this is another part of finance and budgeting that people really mess up. They don't. So the the way that I uh, categorize paying yourself first is really doing that, giving yourself money, like giving yourself an allowance, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is. And we talked about this a little earlier, you'll try to save some money and then all you're going to do is just go back in there and take it out once you see these pair of shoes that you wanted or mm-hmm. this this uh, purse or whatever, you know, you spend your money on. 
you're going to spend it anyway. So it's important to take care of your current self and your future self. So me personally, I pay myself first every single time I get paid. We're adults. We don't want to go to work and spend all this time there and and not do what we love to do mm-hmm. to not be able to buy what we want to buy. Yeah. You know? So you it's kind of like you're punishing yourself for going to work every day when all you're doing is putting it towards your bills. And that's what gets people really messed up with their finances is because, you know, you're like, whatever, forget the budget because I want to do this and I want to do that. And I work hard for my money. But if you pay yourself first, you don't, you don't have to feel bad about spending something that you already designated for yourself anyway. So it's really important that you do. And when people don't have enough um, I think you still should pay yourself first, right? And it, it the reason why is because we usually find a way, you know, as women, as mothers, <laughs> you know, we, fi- we, we figure it out. So if you say, okay, I'm going to, when I get my check, I'm going to give money to myself first and then everything else falls behind, falls afterwards, you're going to figure out how you're going to have to get that, you know, light bill paid. You're yeah. going to figure it out, right? And then- then everything is is accounted for. And then now you still have what you need. And then if you need to pick up a side hustle or something because you're falling short on some of your bills, you're going to do that. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you still got your cut first and then you paid everything else and you figured out the rest and everything's fine. So I still think it's important to, to still pay yourself first, especially when, and you don't, it doesn't have to be a lot. Like I started paying myself $20 $20 and then I bumped it up more so that I could get my nails done. And then I was like, okay, <laughs> let me get a pedicure too. <laughs> so you can kind of, and then it also motivates you too to make more money or to, to figure other things out and to kind of, to, to budget a little bit smarter. Cause you're like, I like this. I want to give myself a little bit more money yeah. and then you kind of figure it out. So it's all about, it's all, it's all in the mind really. <laughs> and that's where my psychology major comes in. It's all about how to convince yourself and, and make yourself happy to the point where you can actually get everything done. And I think that that's, that's really where it's at. Like you said, it, it is, the, it is the, the psychology of it. I think even with forming of the habit, it's all mm-hmm. about like, you know, the mindset. So I think that's, for me at least, that's where I see coaching would be important, right? Because a lot of us don't necessarily have the mindset either, you know, we did not grow up having a great relationship with money. We didn't know how to, nobody ever taught us how to, you know, budget, how to save anything. And so as adults now, we're kind of faced, you know, with this, you know, we were scrambling to figure it out while we have bills to pay. (laughs) It would have been great to learn this, you know, while I was living at my mama house. (laughs) Mm-hmm. not having to pay any bills but now that I'm a whole adult and now I'm like okay I'm an adult I have bills and I gotta learn how to budget and I gotta figure it out it can be a little daunting so and we, a lot of us don't have the the mindset or we haven't been prepared mentally to do so mm-hmm. so I think that I think that you know with your coaching I feel like that would be for me that would be like the real important part is to really like you know learn how to like re- rethink or like or relearn how to view money and how to operate with money. Right. And that and that's another one of those first step things along with the goals and everything. Your mindset has to be right. Um mm-hmm. the reason why I've been so successful with a lot of the things that I do is because I don't take no for an answer and I think of it as I don't have a choice. I, this doesn't have a choice but to work out. Mm-hmm. And when I think of it that way, you know, things start figuring itself out. Like I start looking at things differently. I start, you know, coming up with solutions rather than excuses. So if you think of your budget like that, you know, you'll be able to train your mindset to, to be more positive. And, and sometimes you do need that little pep talk. Like sometimes I would literally, somebody's DMing me and they're talking crazy. I would literally, you know, like FaceTime them and they're like, oh my God, she's calling me on FaceTime. And I'm like, yes, I'm calling you. You need to answer. And I kind of like put them back in their place. Like you could do this. Like, don't be upset with this and don't do that. And, you know, and I'm putting them in their place and they're like, oh my God, thank you so much. Um, sometimes we just need that. Like, you know, it's, it's human nature for us to, to kind of wallow in a lot of what's going on around us and things like that, because there's a lot of stuff going on and it's hard to be an adult. Like it's hard. So it's really easy to get caught up in that, but you always need somebody to kind of pull you out of it to say, 
you you got this Mm -hmm. that's true so we've talked a lot about your coaching courses and your ebooks and whatnot now how do we obtain these you know these ebooks these courses how do we get in contact with you what is your website what is your info because i'm sure after listening to this, you're going to have a lot of DMs, <laughs> a lot more DMs. <laughs> First from me trying to say, you know, fix my life. <laughs> yes. Um, well, I am most active on Instagram. Um, that's where most of my following is. And that is at budget queen underscore blog. Um, I also have Facebook, but I'm not as active on Facebook, um, but it's budget queen blog. And my website is budgetqueenblog.com. And to get a lot of my courses and things like that, you can get it from the link in my bio. Um, I'm redoing my website. So my shop page is not what it's supposed to be right now. (laughs) Um, It's a work in progress. I I changed, I wanted to change it. And so it's all a mess now. My website is actually what it's supposed to be, but the shop page, I got to put all of the things up there and I'm always coming out with something different. Mm -hmm. Um, So put it, keeping it updated has been a lot of work. However. If you follow me on Instagram or if you click the link in my bio on Instagram, you can get a lot of my freebies, a lot of my free resources. You could get on my email list by getting one of my freebies. You can see all of the things I have to offer from webinars, master classes, programs, and ebooks and all those things from that link. So it'll take you right there. Okay. Well, I'm really excited to go sift through. <laughs> <laughs> because although I've I've made some progress in my life, I feel like there's a lot more that I can do. And I feel like if I, you know, sign up for a course or get an ebook, I feel like I'm gonna find a lot more money hanging out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you absolutely will. And sometimes you just need a fresh set of eyes to help you. Like yeah. I've had I've I've helped um accountants with their money. Oh, I'm wow. like, wait, you have a degree in this. What is going on? Like I've helped account. I'm like, oh my gosh. But you know, if you need help, ask for help. And that person was really ashamed to say, I have a degree in accounting and I can't get my budget together. This is like sad. Yeah. But I'm like, sometimes you just need that fresh pair of eyes to kind of look at it and I'm looking at it. I have no emotion to it. You know, mm-hmm. like, like I told you, the money situation is very, it's, it's sticky. And yeah. then when it's your money and you're like, I can't afford this or I need to do that, or I don't have enough for that. It's all, you know, your emotions are in there and you can't figure it out. So sometimes you have to ask for help and get a fresh pair of eyes on it to develop a plan for you. And then you can just take it and run with it. And that's what that person did. But um, absolutely. Reach out to me, DM me, um, whatever. Like I, I, I'm a person and I mostly answer all of my, my things <laughs> right away if I could, but sometimes it's just too many and I can't. No, but I, trust do, me, I, I ultimately understand. get to it. Yeah. <laughs> and she is a person, guys, because that's how I found her on Instagram. <laughs> she did. I was like, yes. And she responded. I'm like, send it to her. And then I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like my, my assistant never got back to me. I'm like, does somebody reach out to you? Because I got, I think when you sent me a message, a few other people did. And I'm like, no, no, no. It was this one girl. <laughs> like, like, no, she didn't send me anything. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, I'm really glad you did follow up. This has been yes, awesome. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, no, I, there's so many gems that were dropped on this episode. I'm like this year I claimed it in the name of Jesus that I'm going to yes. get everything together finances. I'm going to move forward business wise. So I'm like really excited. Um, I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to a lot of things. So I'm like so excited for all this information. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, I see so much potential. So yes. I will be sliding back up in your DMs. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much, Clarissa, for coming on the show and sharing your knowledge. I'm, I, I'm, I'm like overjoyed by the information. I really am. Like, I'm not even just saying that because I feel like finances is such an important thing and we all have all these goals that we want to accomplish, but money just keeps, you know, it keeps holding us back, but it's actually not the money now I'm learning. It's really us, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So do you have any last words for our people? No, thank you. I just want to say thank you. I'm just uh really excited. I love doing interviews and podcasts and just getting um 
you know, being able to reach people and, and touch people. That's one of the things that I'm doing this year. I'm saying, I'm doing, a, I'm saying a lot of yes to things that scare me mm-hmm. um, so that I can kind of get where I want to be. I want to reach as many women as possible. And if they can learn one thing from me, I don't care what it is, one little thing, then I feel like I've actually, you know, succeeded. So I'm really happy that, you know, you asked me to be on the show and I'm really glad to, you know, start, you know, chatting with you and yes. build a relationship. Hopefully we can do this again some other time. Yes, definitely. I'm always a big uh, proponent of like follow-ups. Like I'll have a guest on, but I always like to have follow-ups to see kind of like what's going, you know, what's going on, what's next, because I definitely see your business like booming. Like I feel like this is definitely a niche working women, you know, people expect us to have it together, but unfortunately a lot of us don't. No. Um, and just, you know, not be like, not being ashamed, I think of, of, you know, not fulfilling everyone's expectations, I think is really important. And finance I know is just one of the biggest things. So I definitely mm-hmm. see, you know, the budget queen, you know, <laughs> I definitely see big things for you. So Thank I'm really you. excited, you know, to see your growth as well. Thanks. I appreciate that. All right. So, all right, everyone. Thank you for tuning into another episode of Frida's World. I hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Please remember to follow us on Instagram at Frida's World, F-R-E-E-D-A-S underscore world. And with that being said, we'll talk to you next week. Whose world is this? It's Frida's World. What's it like? What's it like? Classy and ratchet at the same time. You clash it. Like you love church music, but you f*** with future. That's classic. It's Frida's World.